you're listening to the Road to Damascus podcast, where we tackle the subjects saints and churches need to have, but are reluctant to, where our goal is to go from religion to relationship. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Road to Damascus. I want to thank you for listening to Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, but it's about the journey. And finally, folks, on the first episode, I told you that I would have a co-host that would be on the show with me. And then on the second episode, I was blessed to have my ram in the bush, Sister Melanie, who came through and did the show with me. But now my co-host has finally made his way to the studio. Minister Vincent Warren. Popping. <laughs> Thank you, Vince, for gracing us. Which the, the audience has been waiting for you. Now, Vince will be my semi-regular co-host. There might be times that Vince might not be able to he- be here, or Vince and me and other people will be in here having discussions. But Vince is going to be my regular co-host, and I'm so blessed to have him do this show with me. He's a young man who is on fire for God. God has given him a ministry, a testimony that he loves to share with people in the streets, in the marketplace and things like that. So before we get to the topic, V, why don't you just share a little bit about yourself and your ministry with folks? Uh, well, again, my name is Vincent Warren. Uh, I'm 27, uh, as you say, as my man B will say, I'm a, I'm a fire for God. I'm not one of those um, average, average saints or average Christians. I uh, I carry a, a different kind of ministry, different kind of swag, as you would say. Um, I meet people where they at. My ministry is to motivate and inspire um, both young and alike. Um, so basically, you know, I'm young. I just try to help people out in the best way that I can or the best way that God um, shows me how. Well, I say amen to that. I want to, again, thank Vince for finally gracing us with his presence. And God needs all of us to do all things for the body of Christ. We all can't be ministers on the pulpit. We all can't be teachers on the pulpit. But we have to do what God has called us to do. And sometimes, like he said, you have to meet people where they're at. When in Rome, do as the Romans. So V, I want to run this by you because this has been on me. So last week, I was uh, at my son's football practice going to pick him up. And we started getting into a conversation, me and another couple of parents. And we were talking about education and things like that. And anybody who is listening to this show that's 20-something, 30-something, 40-something... Um, who is big on social media, even on the news. There was a story that had made its way around the news about a teacher in Atlanta who was teaching and the way she was dressing and how was it her being risque with her dress or was it just because she had the body type that no matter what she wore, her clothes would just look differently on her. She could wear something else that a person with not the same body type would wear would look different so 
but that's not what we're going to talk about. The discussion is why we were talking about education and students getting distracted and how education is different and some of the distractions. I made the point of a teacher that looks like that being that age and dresses like that can be a distraction for boys. And immediately one of the parents said to me, aren't you a minister? What you doing looking at her? And it started to get me thinking like, first and foremost, I'm not talking about this young lady in a sexual manner. I'm using her as an example of someone who could be a distraction for young boys in school. Because I know when I was a young boy, if I had a teacher look like that, she would have been a distraction for me. How about you, Favie? Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. But, you know, so then it started to get me to think, though, is, is what is the expectation for us as saints? For me as someone who calls myself a minister for God or you who call yourself a minister for God, V, what is the expectation? What is the standard that we're supposed to live by? Because by this man's definition, I had already been looked at upon as someone who's not fulfilling God's expectations for me because I'm checking this woman out, which like I said, when I saw her, I said, oh, this is an attractive young lady. I'm married, I love my wife, I respect my wedding vow. But there are times when I'm out and I see an attractive young lady, I acknowledge that she is an attractive young lady. I I'm in my car. Sometimes I listen to jazz music. Sometimes I listen to John Legend. I grew up in the 90s hip hop. If a 90s hip hop song comes on that I used to listen to, I might know the words. I might hum to it, sing it, things like that. That doesn't stop me from loving God or being saved. So how do you feel about that, V? Um, I think, first of all, that's a touchy subject. Well, not a touchy subject. I think that's big on what's going on right right now. Um, a lot of people say that they love God and um, they act in another nature. Um, as, as you see nowadays, it's 2016. God doesn't, per se, walk the earth like he did. He doesn't. You, you can't just, you know, call him on the cell phone or go meet him at an office building, you know. So, um, God, he, uh, how can I say this? God puts it in us to be his representation. Amen. So, we represent him. Um, I'm not one to say uh, what music you listen to or what you may look at because at the end of the day, you are a man or you are a woman you know what i'm saying that you still have those desires you still you feel me you're still in this flesh Amen. so of course you know you don't have no moments where you, sometimes that's who you are but at the same time um you have to remember that we live in a time where your mistakes people could will, will feed off of it and um sometimes your mistakes can cause another person to um, kind of slip in their faith. Amen. But I mean, the name of the show is Road to Damascus, and we and I've talked about Damascus experience and us trying to go from religion to relationship. But don't you think that looking at certain things people say or do can be deemed as just being religious? Oh, of course. But that's where that's where it starts. Um, people only say certain things about. Christians because they don't really know um, they knew what they've seen or they knew what they've been taught but they don't know for themselves um, if they 
If the only thing that they know is, oh yeah, well, I love God. I only can listen to this. I only can do this. I only can wear this. That's putting God in the box right there. God is so much bigger than that. Amen. So if that's all you've been taught, if you see differently, you're going to try to go against it. Um, but if you really get into a relationship with God of yourself and he shows you otherwise, you would see you would do otherwise. It wouldn't be so judgmental. Um, but at the same time, you know, I mean, Christians ruin Christians. <laughs> you know, a lot of people no. look upon Christians now because if you if you want to be quite honest, Christianity or let me back up people who love God in the world we're parallel we we're, we 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 start to inter, intertwine where there's no difference well the bible says let the wheat and the tear grow together and I'll do the separating and anybody who knows the term about wheat and tear knows that if you're a farmer and most people probably listening aren't but that wheat and tear grow together that by just looking at them you can't tell which is wheat and which is tear but when you begin to cut through the wheat then what happens is, is wheat has weight to it so it falls down and the tear because it has no substance it floats away in the air and that's where the scripture let the wheat and the tear grow together and i'll do the separating but go ahead v i'm sorry oh no um that's that's mainly all that's mainly all i was saying i was even thinking uh i was talking to my to my old bird which is quote unquote my mom for everybody who don't, don't know bird is <laughs> I was talking to my bird yesterday uh, matter, matter of fact it was my sister's birthday happy birthday Miranda um, happy birthday cuz I was, we was only discussing uh, today's youth you know our parents we live by a certain standard be okay. you be you know growing, growing up in your old dude house you can't come in the house with a bottle you can't come in the house with a cigarette a girl can't sleep in your your bed while you you know your your old dude wouldn't allow that. Amen. But as the generation go on, um, we're allowing more stuff than our parents would. Amen. Um, so Me and I, Sister Melanie kind of talked about that last on the last episode. Yeah, and it's crazy because I was just I was just uh, when I was driving down the street. I live in Belleville. I was driving the street, seeing all the lawns, nice house, well kept. Everything looked looked nice. And I was uh, actually seeing the older guy out there trimming his hedges before the, I guess, before the season ended. And I was just thinking, like, wow, you know, a lot of these older cats they take care of their property. I don't really see too many young cats out there doing that. Um, so the younger cats is the next generation. These old people not gonna live forever. And, but the young cats now, instead of doing it themselves, they rather pay somebody yeah, to yeah. do it because they don't. I mean, me, I hate yard work. When I came up every Saturday, I had to get up, do yard work, or clean the house, then do yard work, pick the flowers, pick the weeds, cut, trim the hedges, things like that. I don't like to do that stuff now in my home that I own. I have my son do it. I know he doesn't like it. But I don't pay anybody to do it because I can still do it myself. I still go out and pick weeds, but I don't like doing it. And so because I don't like doing it, I sometimes it doesn't go and get done as quickly as it should have gotten done. Maybe when I was in my youth. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think I agree with your point that a lot of things that we might have accepted in our youth or when our parents didn't weren't allowed to do now we're allowed to do like 
and this goes back but it goes back to the the interpretation or i didn't mean the word interpretation i meant the mentality of whatever of like this there was a time that if you were saved you didn't go to the movies you didn't go and associate with non-saved people you didn't wear women didn't wear pants they wore skirts long skirts um men walked around they said praise the lord the one that sister said that too if you didn't say praise the lord it meant you weren't saved there were certain things that you like terms that you use to say you were saved but what we begin to understand was is that was all religion because i could say praise the lord to you and not be saved people walk around and call themselves christians now and they're out fornicating adultery and things like that so it's not necessarily what i do is or excuse me, it's not what i say but what i do would you agree with that yeah of course so with that point then and what is the expectation then of of Christians? I mean, and I know I'm not, and we're 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 off the cuff here. We're just talking, so I know you might not have the right answer. Your answer might be different than mine, but it's just more or less because I try to find find the things that people use as excuses, excuses for not having a relationship for, with God, not wanting to come to church, not wanting to associate with other Christians or whatever it may be and we find these things or people be like see that's why I don't go to church you see that because they act like that or you see that now he, he how I'm gonna go listen to him preach and he checking out women I mean you get what I'm saying and I've been guilty of that have you ever been guilty of that of course but expectation I mean it's no written handbook on what expectation is but expectation goes in the point of uh your own relationship with with God. Uh, everybody wants to. If you look at, if you have a, a significant other or a spouse or uh, you marry or well, whatever. I think the basis to every relationship is loyalty, love, um, respect, um, and just keywords like that. It's the same way with with God. Every relationship, everybody gotta has a different relationship with God, but the core words stay the same. Hey Amen. Now that part I agree with. I Loyalty, agree with respect, love. You know what I'm saying? Um, your relationship not, not might not not be like mine. Mine might not be like yours. But the same rules apply to the core. You know what I'm saying? He wants us to respect him. He wants us to love him. Um, if I love the woman that I'm with, I wouldn't do certain things to hurt them. Or, um, but, but I'm not talking about you doing stuff to hurt them. But now, all right, then, since you're using an example of relationship, we'll use relationship as an example. If you're in a relationship, a loving one, do you think it's something wrong with looking at another woman and just saying, oh, yeah, she's attractive? Now, I'm not using that as an example of loving God and then trying other religions. I'm just saying because the, the expectation that I had was this. I was talking about this woman who's an attractive woman. Mm -hmm. I wasn't talking about her in a manner of, ooh, look at that filly. She fine. I get on. I was look, talking about her in the expectation of this is an attractive woman with a beautiful shape that if she is in a classroom could be a distraction for young boys. All right. Let me break it down like this. It all depends on who you're in a relationship with. You can be with a girl that 
don't play that. That cause probably she a little bit insecure that she don't she don't like to hear hear that. She okay. you know what I'm saying her mind wanders when you say that. But then you have a girl that really don't care because she know she trusts you. She don't you know what I'm saying you know you, you're just like that. But on the flip, you say that to a girl that has insecurity. She ready to go off the rocker. What you say? But, say that louder. You but, feel me? But the key is this though. It's about no matter how much I tell my girl I love her, or how much I show her I love her, she don't know my heart. The difference is, is God knows our heart. For sure. So I can be doing something out of a pure heart, not in a malicious way, but out of a pure heart. You can say things and feel a certain way out of a pure heart. And this goes back to who the person wrote to Damascus, Paul. Paul, when he was persecuting and killing Christians, thought he was doing the right thing he wasn't malicious he thought that these people that were so-called christians were blaspheming against god so when he went and killed christian he didn't believe he was killing people that were right people that had the truth the knowledge and the understanding he was killing people that he thought were speaking against his god that were blaspheming against god that were calling some man who was walking this earth the son of god so then doesn't that begin to be that you're putting your expectations and your pinups on me your expectations are your expectations my expectations are is that i have a relationship with god so i know see i can tell you how it is to be in a relationship with my girl but until you date her you don't know of course. so you only think you know but when you're in a relationship with somebody then you know what's acceptable what's not acceptable what you can do what you can't do when people don't have a relationship they just begin to then tell you how the relationship can go it's almost like you know what it's like i'll give you an example you with your girl and she got the single friend that ain't got nobody mm -hmm. and her single friend wanted to tell her how she should act in a relationship for sure but the single friend ain't got nobody for sure this person telling me i'm wrong is the single friend you don't have a relationship but you're trying to tell me about and i don't know if he has a relationship i'm just saying but that just but like you're I trying said. to tell me about my relationship without a relationship because i'm not feeling convicted in my heart but like i said that goes back to what they were brought up in maybe what they was brought up in was wrong so um Say for instance, if I was brought up in that, uh, sure, how, how can I put it? We only drink Dasani water. Okay. My whole family drink Dasani. That's all I. That's all okay. I see. They told me, well, my 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 mama said the Dasani was the best water. You feel me? Like, okay. You feel me? That's that's all that that we knew for years. I'm at a football game. I see they pull out smart water. Okay. And I look at them. Oh wow, they drink a smart water. They gonna lose. That's bad water. <laughs> okay. So it's all about what you was taught, perception, and what you believe. Exactly. But it comes to a certain point as a believer and as a adult. First, as a believer, then as a adult, so maybe it's bigger than just that. But maybe it's something greater than just the sunny water. Exactly. 
Because there's about 10,000 other waters out here that's killing right. the Saudi water. <laughs> I would like the Saudi. Right? You know? I know, but you were just using that as an example, which I understand that. But no, and, and that part I completely agree with and understand. But what it, but the part that bothers me, I guess, or the part that infuriates me or frustrates me or whatever other acronym I can use or word that I could use, being a human the source is when you begin to then make people feel a certain see if I was a babe in Christ a newbie a beginner what he said would have probably really made me feel convicted in my spirit mm -hmm. like man am I wrong Jesus man I I don't know I mean what what <laughs> I just don't understand. I mean, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So at that point, I'm thinking to myself, maybe I am wrong in the eyes of God. Maybe even though I wasn't thinking about this woman sexually, that maybe it was something wrong with what I said. That's how we then begin to break down new Christians where we don't allow them to get out of this box. We don't allow them to expand. We don't allow them to grow. If I'm putting God in the box, what you think I'm doing with people? True. And I was uh, listening to the Breakfast Club the other day, and the game was on there. Uh, the he, rapper? Yeah, the rapper. Okay. The rapper of the game. He was in there talking about, you know, uh, him being a celebrity and him living under a, a, a microscope. and uh, But he still be him. He still, you know, he can be a Black Lives Matter on one end and then go off the rocker the next. You know, don't like, you, you can't take that away from him. But at the same time, a believer of God and a follower of God, we're on a celebrity status. If you, if that, if if, if I can say that, okay. we're on the platform. We are under a microscope because so many people are against him. Amen. They will try to find different ways in our slip ups to condone him or to but make him look. But are they slip ups? Because my thing is this: if you want to know, ask me. But don't make it a slip up because you think it's a slip no, up. No, but. Just like I can say, uh, what did, what no, I get go? what you saying. Believe but. half of what, uh, half of what you see, and none of what you hear, or <laughs> something, something like that. Right, so yeah. people take what they see and run and, and run you. with it. Got you. So it's like just even, all right. Say even being a even being a celebrity. Say you out with your kids, your kid acting up. You know where where, where, where we came from. You act up in public, you get whooped in public. Okay. Uh, but since you on that celebrity status. You 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 come to hit your kids in public. You on TMZ the next day. They were was, uh, I mean, making up some crazy stuff. You you know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to be conscious of your surroundings of who you talking to. It's sad. It's well, sad. Is, is it like the? Let me just ask you: If the, is it like the scripture that says, if the if your right hand if the right hand offends the left, cut it off? For sure. So you would use it in that equation, meaning. All right, there's something that's offending my brother. So let me just, would it be more or less, this is how I need to act in front? Because I'll give you an example. Our grandparents are old school. I think they've evolved a little bit, but they still old school. Mm -hmm. So it's certain things you just don't say in front of them. Sure. Because it's a respect thing. For sure. It doesn't mean you don't say it normally. I'm not saying a curse word or something like that. I mean, I have friends who parents wouldn't let me say, dang. Mail don't even like that. She like, I can't say heck, dang, <laughs> shoot. Did I hear that? <laughs> whoa, 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 big fella. <laughs> I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 
you know, there were certain things you just don't say in front of them out of respect. It's not like you don't say them or you don't use those terms, but you just don't say it in front of a certain crowd out of respect. It's just like when you at work, you can't use the N word. Yeah. But maybe in your everyday social life, you mm -hmm. might use the word out of frustration, out of whatever, because it's by habit. But you don't say it in front of all people because if the right hand offends the left, cut it off. So would you equate it to that? Of course. Say, if you go to a church where they haven't evolved yet, uh, you say, if you in your regular church, you can kind of talk slang, you can, and they get it, because that's where they're at. But if you go to a church that uh, not quite there yet, you you don't want to say that. Like you said, in the beginning where we first started, we supposed to meet people where they at. So, um, out of love, you know what I'm saying? Because God does say, love your neighbor as you do yourself. We, we want to meet them where they at. We want to embrace of love. So like, you know, we so quick nowadays, well, I'm real, I'm gonna say what I gotta say, no matter who care what. You can do that to a certain extent, but is that out of love? Is that out of love or that's out of, I'm gonna say what I wanna say because I'm me. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if God said what he wants to say and didn't care about our, our feelings. Well, we wouldn't be here doing this show right now. For sure not, because I know I would have been <laughs> 60 under a long time ago. Well, if, I mean, he wouldn't have gave us Jesus and we would have died anyway. True. True. So, I mean, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it, I, I want to say we walk on eggshells, but you just have to be conscious of your surroundings because everybody doesn't take well to that. So it's kind of like you have to not be timid, but kind of meet them where, meet them where they at and then educate them. Then when you educate them or ask God to, um, open their eyes, they can see differently, then they can be that, if that makes any sense. No, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I had a, a cousin that we share together that I used to have conversations with her all the time. And I felt like that our conversations were ones where she would vent to me, but she would vent and I would just be thinking to myself, this girl is so religious. But I would still let her vent and then I would say what I needed to say. And we didn't always agree with one another. But I think she began to evolve. And I began to evolve even more. Because then it began to under show me patience. It began to show me understanding. and show me love. Because we, like you said, we have to meet people where they're at. We can't, we can't discourage people because we might be in a different place than they are. We might have evolved because some of the things we've evolved in, people tell us we won't for that. For sure. And they'll never evolve to that. They'll tell you, oh, no, I, I, that's just something I can't get with. Yeah. You know, so. that's But that's their relationship. Right. And, and at the end of the day, I can't tell you how to have a relationship with God. I know I can't. But it's funny how folks try to tell us how to have one anyway. For sure. For sure, because if I heard this one thing, it said, uh, it's like witchcraft. They want to make their relationship like yours or make your relationship like theirs. So they want you to do exactly what they do or say exactly what they say. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's not like that. If everybody was the same in this world, man, what type of world we live in? <laughs> Everybody be marching in one. You you feel me though? I know. I, I completely feel you and understand. I'm I'm just um, 
you know, and like I said, how we started off the conversation, we could still go 50 million different other places with it. But I guess to to turn it back onto straight street is I just look at it that we want to put people in a box because for so long we've put God in a box. And because we've put God in a box, our expectation, I think we have low expectations for people, V. I'm, I'm would be dead serious for you. Or like you said, it's the TMZ mentality where it's the got you. I just got to find this person doing something wrong. I just, but, but yet when I read the Bible, I read about nothing but flawed men. I mean, David, who God called a man after his own heart, had a, an affair with another man's wife, then had that man tried to conspire to make that man think that he got his wife pregnant when David had got her pregnant, then sent this man to the front line to get killed in war. I look at uh, a, uh, Moses, who was disobedient to the things that God told him to do. I look at Abraham, who did, who after God told him to do all these things, didn't trust God enough to lie to the king and told the king, well, this is my sister, not my wife. I look at Peter, who walked with Jesus every day. Every day he walked with Jesus. But yet when the time came to grab Jesus, what'd he do? He grabbed his shank and cut somebody's ear off. So we read the Bible about all these flawed men who God still loved them, who still are inside the pages of the Bible that we love and read every day. Mm -hmm. But yet we put higher expectations on people that we walk with every day than we put in the people that we read about the struggles because this flesh is never saved. Never ever saved. And whatever inflictions you have, we strive and press towards the mark to get better in those things. But how can I be held to a higher standard when I'm just a man just like them? But that's and I'm not using it as an excuse saying, oh, I'm going to sin so it's right. I would never. Shall I continue in sin that? Shall I continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is men are going to make mistakes. And if we concentrate and look at what men are going to do, we'll be disappointed every day, twice on Sundays. You can't rob me of the right to be wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's 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 playing out. Miss and Bible talk about strive to be per, strive to perfection, right? Press towards the mark, you know what I'm saying. And people miss that. And they, you heard me use an excuse, well, I'm not perfect, and so they use that as a cop out, right? You, you know what I'm saying? They, well, I'm not perfect, so it gives it like a right to to make mistakes. To make, to make, and I'm not, mistakes. and I'm not saying that because I, I, I do not like that excuse, I don't like that. That people who use that, are, I, well, I'm only human. I make mistakes. You know, man, it bothers me. It bothers me too. And I, I just had to. I was ignorant to that too. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I was ignorant to, to that too for a, a while. I used to say the same, the exact same thing. But uh, when you talk about 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 perfection, um, that's what God wants. But He knows that you're gonna slip up and mess up along the way. But it's important for you to keep going. And um, it's okay for you to mess up. It, it's, it's okay. That's like we're human. We we do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? We mess up. But how how, how the song go? You gotta get back up again and, and keep going. 
keep Get going. back up again. No, for, for sure. No, no, I get. I was even. <laughs> I don't. I hope my job not not listening. But when I started this new position, they like, well, Vince, you have to be on time. You have to be on time uh, for for now on. So I'm like, all right. So I start being on time for a little while, and then sooner or later, man, I start being late, 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 some more. <laughs> so I'm like, man, so I really was starting to take advantage of it. So it was like, you can't take advantage of being flawed, accept your flaw or accept your flaws, but ask God to work with you on them flaws because them flaws can be the ones that can mess everything up. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I accept your, your flaws and ask God to, to help you with them flaws. Um, and some of her is really not, I wouldn't say flaws, like you were talking about think about the chick you know what I'm saying like in my opinion uh, <laughs> you don't know my opinion she can't help that she look like that right you know what I'm saying if, I don't care if she if she wore a, a, a dog jumpsuit I said I told somebody I said she, if she wore a potato sack because of her form you could still you could still see her still curves and she still would be people was mad because that she work out that she's fit right you know they 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 giving her beef for that. They will people won't talk about you whether you're doing good or bad. Amen. That's just the world that we live that we live in. But if you know God for yourself, and if you know what He expect and expect of you, it should be no other problem. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's not you and that other person. It's you and God. Amen. That uh, that other other person not going to stand at them pearly gates with with you or stand in judgment. Will with you? Well, God only asked you, why did you do this? Well, God, they said this. <laughs> Cut that out, brother. But I mean, it. it but I, I guess I look at it like this, V. Because, and, and this goes back to what we were talking about before, about another thing that people do, oh, you can't judge me. Don't judge me. And the Bible says, judge not, least you be judged. And I'm paraphrasing. And But then... It also says that you can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. So I remember our pastor, Pastor Keith, said, then just be fruit inspectors. And you could tell a rotten piece of fruit. Now, do you believe that in times where, and I'm not saying I was wrong in my tone, but what about even calling a spade a spade? Like, if you out here and you're messing with a married woman, and I said, V, you wrong. I don't call you out in front of a bunch of people, but I put just I said, V, now you know she married and you wrong for messing with a married woman. And then you say to me, B, come on, man. Why you judging me? You wrong. Am I judging you or am I calling a spade a spade? Calling a spade a spade. That's one thing. I don't like neither. That's another thing. I don't like we call judging. We call judging. We mix judging with correcting. <laughs> I agree. You, you know what I'm saying? I agree. That's on the same aspect if you say a word, we, if you mispronounce a word, I'll be you judging. No, brother, I'm correcting. That's <laughs> hey, how I'm I like that. No, no. Amen to that. V just gave some heavy revelation. Say that one more time, V. It's a difference between. It's a difference between judging and correcting. Um, If you use analogy again, if you misspell a word or mispronounce a word and Everybody know that you mispronounced this word, but it's out of your ignorance that you still saying it like it's right. But you have somebody who's an English major 
who tells you who the tells you the right pronunciation of the word. Why you judge me? And this is how I say, talk. This is how I talk. No, brother, that's <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> and 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 but the sad part is the word stays the same in every every language. You might say it differently, but right. the, it's still the same. Okay, amen. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? I, no, I completely. I like that. I've never thought about it. You just gave me some heavy revelation. <laughs> I might have to preach this thing in here. No, but I, I agree with that because it's so often that you just try to tell somebody when they wrong. And it's not like, and the, or they'll say to you, you ain't no better. Brother, we ain't talking about, all we just talking about is correction. Let me wait. Let me, since we getting on that. No, go ahead, V. Let me tell you what another <laughs> thing that makes me mad. When people always say the one thing that say that kind of irks me, well, God's not done with me yet. I'm like, whoa, 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 big fella. Hey, Wait a on. minute. Hey, Did v, he start with you? V, man? v. Where, where's that on the recipe? Do I got to put you on 450? Man. <laughs> or 475? <laughs> like, they say, well, God's not done with me yet. Well, did you let him start with you yet? <laughs> like, and then they don't want to hear that. What? Then they get down, All right, well, you judging me. I'm judging you, no, brother. I'm correcting you. Amen. You you understand? It's so many um, cop outs and pleas to for us to say to other people to make our situation. Well, feel right. well, I think I think what it is is we look for ways to justify our wrong. We look for ways to. That's why people go to certain churches that reassure them of their ignorance reassures them of the position they want if i want to do certain things and this church tells me it's okay to do it then i'm gonna go to that church because it's it's edifying to me or i'm gonna stop being a christian and i'm gonna join another religion because i'm still looking for spirituality but i need something that tells me what i want to do is okay it's like a child a child always wants to be told yes you're not always going to be told yes a child always wants to hear i'm doing right you're not always going to be told you're doing right. There has to be some course correction along the way. That's if I if I let you walk around, it was a movie I was watching. Um, I think it was like Grown Ups or Grown Ups 2. And the little boy, they showing him cue cards to teach him math. And he would read the math problem and he would say the wrong number. But because his parents didn't want to hurt his feelings, they told him it was the right number. So he's going to grow up to be ignorant. But, but what you do is, is because we live in a society now where we don't want to hurt people's feelings or people don't want their feelings hurt, we're afraid to correct them. And we let them walk around and say, can I get some scrimp? Some scrimp? What is scrimp? Hey, it's shrimp. That's why it's dangerous to hang around people or to even go to a church that's really preaching the word. Because once you get that realness in you, it's no excuse for you to keep going the route that you're going. Well, V, the, the, the term that I love in the Bible says, he who gains knowledge gains sorrow. Because the more you begin to get in the word and gain knowledge in Christ and understand and truly having a true relationship with him, then you begin to realize how ignorant you've been for so long. And that's when the teardown begins to happen. That's when you can start to say he just started on. No, exactly. And when that teardown began to happen, stuff start falling off. And once start, stuff start falling off, that's when God can build up. God can't build up something that's already built up. You 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 understand what I'm saying? If you built up of ignorance and uh, stress and depression, and you got everything on you that's built up on you, 
First of all, God needs to take that off first. Amen. Once he begin to take that off, then he can start building up peace and joy and happiness and stuff like that. But you have to get off that other stuff for you to get that well, other Well, I don't want to get off that other stuff. Hey, well, keep living like you're living, brother. And you won't, you won't, you only going you, it's almost like, it's a term they use. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting a different result. That's why I, um, I was on this one this this, this one hype a little while ago i asked pe people are you just satisfied of being saved is are you are you done with you done with that you know and a lot of people say well that's all that matters is being saved is getting to heaven but it's so much more than just being saved do you want to walk in the power and the purpose that god has for you until that point like you know what i'm saying uh people say well uh, uh, what do they say? Heaven on earth. You can get that. Heaven on earth, and then we get to heaven, heaven and heaven. Amen. But if you just stick to, I'm just, I'm here and I'm done. You're limiting yourself, and again, you putting yourself in the box. Amen. Amen. Uh, um, so I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. No, it, no, it, it's crazy. I mean, crazy. when you think about everything that we go through every day think about everything that we do it's not easy being a christian no, it's not. but if it was easy to be a christian guess everybody what everybody would be a christian if this walk was easy everybody will walk this walk and that's why i always start off every show and i say it's not about the road it's about the journey because this is truly a journey you know you see those pictures where they say the road is bumpy or whatever i, I heard a term that somebody said they said that the bible says that the road to hell it says the way to heaven is is blankety blank and it was a term that they said the way to heaven is blankety blank but the road to hell it said that's how many people going to hell because it's a road where it's just a pa the path it's only a path to heaven but it's a road to hell you and i'm just saying i'm using it it was a a, a joke that i read was talking about why is it only a path to heaven and a road to hell because only a few people going to heaven and a bunch of people going to hell ask 90 percent of the basketball players that's in the nba now even football the first thing they could they will talk about is the road to how they got to where they got it's not about the destination it's about the journey along the way, the things you learned along the way. Um, that's what makes you appreciate the destination so much and make you want to embrace it and keep it. Um, if it was easy to get there, a lot of people would lose it because they don't know how important it is. That's why uh, when you first do get saved, you know, you be on that hiatus like, I'm the man, I'm a superstar. And you separate yourself from everybody. Man. You don't talk to, I mean, you like, I'm gonna be humble and safe. But I start telling people for real, what the first time you get saved, I'm like, get ready. Cause this is where the attack begins. <laughs> right. You think you had it hard. It just got harder. Amen. You understand? But that stuff uh makes you who you are. Um uh well, how how does it go? The bigger the blessing, the bigger the sacrifice. So it's like you gotta uh, you gotta go through a thing before you get to a thing. Well, you're, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I know. I, I've heard that term before. So it's like, I mean, it's so much in between. And I, like I said, I know yet you can, can concur with me. 
it's so me. We only can do this right now off the stuff that we've been through. Amen. If we didn't been through nothing, we wouldn't have nothing to talk about. Amen. We'd be so. Oh, I lived in uh in South Carolina. But but, but 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 you know what? We've been blessed from this standpoint because we were raised in a religious background, going to church and all the things, and I will go to church with your mom and. I know the churches she been to and we will go to church together and things like that. But we've, as a men, have embraced our relationship with God and we've grown in our relationship with God. But we've been through things in the meantime that we can give testimony and speak to so many broad things that people normally can't speak to. We can speak to, you know, I can speak to many other things being a, a, a teenage parent. I can speak to that. Not a lot of people, well, now more people can speak to that than at the time when I was a teenage parent. We can speak to religion, a relationship. We can speak to certain things that we've been through. I've been through marriage. And you can speak about being a single young man right now in church today and things like that. So there's so many things that we can speak to. But again, like you said, we go through things as a testimony. And it's our job to share our testimony. And that's what people need to do is we can't be afraid to share our testimonies. We can't be afraid to embrace one another, but we cannot be afraid to have relationships. So we're going to be wrapping this up in a second. V, do you have something you want to say to close it out? Um, the only thing I'll say right now that I'm put on my heart is embrace the trial. Embrace the trial. Embrace the process. Because if you cannot take the process or if you cannot take the process you do not deserve the blessing so embrace it accept it go through it handle it it will be okay and you will come out great amen well thank you v what i want to say as we close out this show is is just remember that everybody is in a different situation than you our relationships are different our blessings are different and where we're at in that point in time in God is different. Not everybody can embrace God the same way. Not everybody will ever embrace God the same way. We have over 300 different denominations all claiming different things. But it's all about loving one another and understanding our differences and trying to have a common ground. So with that being said, you've been listening to Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, but it's about the journey.